Hi, friends. Welcome to Race to Rise podcast, a place where we discuss bite-sized wisdom nuggets with easy-to-follow practices to live a better life. I am your host, Mithal Patel, a parenting junkie, Ayurveda enthusiast, and an advocate of conscious living. Parenting is easy, said no parent ever, right? Certainly, parenting is an enriching experience like no other journey. But that doesn't mean that it can't get tough sometimes. And especially when it comes to raising children, it just gets difficult to know what extent we need to let them express themselves freely. And when can we intervene? It's difficult. It's not easy. And on top of it, when it comes to disciplining a child, okay, that's not a joke. It's not always an easy task. And sometimes it can be emotionally draining and challenging. For example, when we have assigned house chores like washing dishes, doing laundries, or even turning off the TV, these are the small things that actually can quickly escalate. Right? And the arguments over these small things puts a lot of pressure on our relationship and the well-being of our children as well as on our well-being as, you know, for parents. And it's therefore it's so essential that we need to discipline our children in a positive manner. And so today I wanted to share a little bit from what I've been studying from this book, No Drama Discipline, The Whole Brain Way to Calm the Chaos and Nurture Your Child's Developing Minds. Such a fantastic read, like research-based, science-based, and of course, we all love science. It's the mixture of science and spirituality, what makes our life you know, beautiful. And so I really want to share because we are having trouble in our family and it's about health habits and it's about focusing on our physical health and I am having a hard time communicating this with my older son. Of course, as they get older, they have their own opinions and they have their own acquired belief systems that they get from their friends and from their school. And so I am working on how can I bring this in a positive manner where it doesn't seem like it's a forced task, but at the same time, you know, it it becomes a little fun and it's a habit that he can get along for his well-being. So, and it's like trying to understand how the brain works. We all know that the brain stuff by, I think by age of 28 is when our brain is fully developed. Until then, it's just, you know, it's still, the brain is still in the development stage. And my older one is currently 11. So at this age, of course, I know that his brain is not fully developed. So he cannot grasp everything that I'm trying to communicate. So it's my job to understand how can I come to his level and how can I meet him where he is at and not just force him to do something that I think is good for him. So without taking further ado, let's dive a little deeper into how can we positively discipline our children to do, you know, to take on certain habits for their physical wellness or anything. It could be you know, discipline to shut down the, you know, turn off the TV or discipline, just like self-discipline. 
So let's look into it. How can we embark on this journey of disciplining our children? I honestly believe that, you know, discipline actually need to be a lesson to learn from rather than a form of punishment, right? We all know this. Like, for example, think back to the last time you disciplined your child for misbehaving. What did you do? Perhaps we lectured them, yelled at them, or put them in timeout. I mean, I certainly have done all three of these in my initial stages of parenthood, and I still sometimes get to the lecturing mode. Just that's just my personality as a projector. I love giving unsolicited advice, so I end up lecturing. But there are, you know, I always go back and repair, but we can go dive deep into that a little later. But, you know, have you really thought about what you're doing when you're disciplining a child? So like this traditional way of parenting, right? Conventional discipline uses this standard approach of punishment and fear. So like lecturing, yelling, putting them in timeouts, these are all fear-based punishments instead of focusing on the development of the child. Certainly because we're not aware, we were never taught. I mean, how many of us knew that our brain doesn't fully develop until the age of 28? I certainly didn't know until recent years. So, you know, of course, that's how probably we were disciplined. And maybe that's the only way we knew. So we are trying to, you know, we inherited those parenting strategies from our parents. And now we're trying to discipline our children the same conventional way as we were disciplined. And so let's look into this uh, further conventional discipline, right? To explore this further, let's take a look at timeouts, for example. And so this method is actually used by most of the parents, I want to say, just because we don't know what's the correct way to do it. And when we know better, we do better, right? So even the most loving parents end up using timeouts where we expect that, where we expect the child to utilize the timeout as a time to reflect on their misbehaviors. But little do we know that it rarely happens that in that case. Instead, children usually spend that timeout time reflecting on how mean their parents are, right? And which actually tends to escalate the entire whole situation of disciplining or the timeout for whatever reason they were put on timeout. Now, another form of traditional form of discipline is spanking. I certainly was spanked at when I was little. And so when spanked, we actually become more fearful of our parents' actions. And so rather than focusing on our, you know, behavior as parents for, you know, spanking, we end up just making this physical punishment counterproductive and it goes against us. And so these timeouts and spankings are... Initially, they're applied to misbehaving children, regardless of the situation, but we induce the fear and resentment, which is not helpful to either parents or kids, right? So what if we change our thinking and approach discipline as an opportunity to learn valuable lessons instead of punishments? And in order for us to do this, we will have to emphasize the discipline needs to be emphasized as teaching over punishment and in a manner that's both more intentional and flexible. So we will have to take the approach for discipline from the intention and we will have to understand that we have to come across as not like, you know, punishing them, 
rather than, you know, take this as a learning opportunity. And so I really believe that. And actually in the book, No Drama Discipline, the author says that discipline should be proactive instead of reactive. And it makes so much sense. Makes so much sense because when we are reacting, that just ends up being punishment. And so if you want to, if your intention is to discipline your child, we will have to be proactive. We will have to be deliberate with our action. We will have to be intentional and flexible to meet our child's needs. And so we all know the short-term goal for discipline is getting our children to cooperate with us. But the long-term goal is helping our children to improve their behaviors and relationship skills. And so for this work, one thing that we really have to do is connect. We have to connect and redirect. And so we have to build this connection with our child prior to redirecting them forward, redirecting towards the acceptable behavior, towards the habits or whatever you're trying to, trying to teach your children. And believe it or not, connection actually is really magical. And it's the only thing that can help our children go from reactive state to receptive state. Because think about it, when they're misbehaving or why are they misbehaving? Because there is something that doesn't feel right to them in internally, right? So they are in such a reactive space in that moment, whether they're having tantrums or meltdowns or any sort of behaviors, it's always like reactive state of our brain. And so if we want them to listen to us, or if we want them to cooperate with us, we will first have to connect with them, right? And so connecting with our children when they're misbehaving, it just puts them in a receptive state and it integrates their brain as the author explains in the book. And so whenever children do something wrong, we have to really, really go to their level and meet them where they are. So now you must be saying, how can we do that? Well, we know, right, how important it is to connect with our children when they're misbehaving. So now let's see how can we build these connections. And connecting with our kids is, I believe that it's all about listening and being there, being present with them to help them, to support them, to guide them during these difficult moments. And so we can build these connections with our children by offering them validation. We can acknowledge their efforts or we can acknowledge or validate their emotions and their big feelings in, of course, communicating comfort. And so if an effective way to communicate comfort is through nonverbal gestures such as nodding or, you know, offering hugs or cuddles, the touch. Some kids feel really connected through touch. And so one way is, you know, nonverbal communication. And another way is verbal validation. Verbal validation is equally important. And so one way to do this is by validating their emotions. And how can we do that? By identifying and helping them identify their emotions that they're feeling. Not all the time they know what they're feeling. I mean, certainly we adults don't know what we're feeling. We think everything is anger. Everything is not anger. The whole umbrella of anger has so many other emotions. So emotional IQ, you know, is also very important. And so we will need to help our children identify, like label their emotion for that time being. So, you know, help them 
of course, help them identify their emotion, their feeling. So, for example, my older one has this whole science project. And for last, I want to say for last 15 days, he's been so, so ridiculously anxious about this project. Like he has this, you know, deadline and he had like exactly a month for this project. But the entire like every day he's been stressing over the science project and his performance and how he wants to present. And of course, he wants to be the number one and whatnot. And so all I had to do is help him identify his emotions and what he's feeling and where he's feeling. And after a while, we found out, you know, he actually said, I am very anxious. Okay, now we know he's very anxious. So what can we do? So then, you know, we looked into the strategies for him, what he can do. Like maybe he can move that energy by physical movement. But of course, he doesn't want to do it. That's where this all started, that I am trying to bring this healthy habit of movement for him so that he can move this, you know, unserving energies to him from his body on a regular basis. So it doesn't overload his sensories and it doesn't dysregulate, you know, him often. And so I really find that listening is the foundation of connecting with our children. And to show that you're listening, one thing that we can do is reflect back on what our child is experiencing. And active listening is so important in connection. Like when you don't know what exactly happening, just repeat what they're saying. It makes them feel heard. It makes them feel like their feelings matter. It makes them feel validated. And so I really believe that to positively discipline our children, we will need to see their mind and recognize their internal state. We will have to meet where they are and then join with them in what we see and how we respond. It's about the connection and the redirection. It's about taking our kids from receptive, from reactive state to receptive state. And we can do all this by connecting with them. So instead of punishing, let's choose disciplining by connecting with them, by redirecting them, by validating their emotions, by, you know, actively listening to them. And so the key message I'm trying to, I'm trying to share here that let's take discipline as an opportunity to teach our children how to develop better relationships, right, and behavioral skills by connecting with them right, by validating their emotions, by listening to them. And so let's connect and help them develop the mindset outcomes before redirecting them towards the acceptable behavior. That's it for this week's episode of Race to Rise. Be sure to sign up to our email list at risewithmetal.com and join us again next time for more wisdom about life, kids, and everything in between. I am Mithal Patel wishing you happy raising and rising.